Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of the Steelers Preview. And if you haven't listened to any of our podcasting content this week, you might be saying, Jeff, you've lost your mind again. The Steelers are not playing. They're done. And, you know, this was something that I spoke with Brian, my co-host, about this yesterday via telephone. I said, you know, I I definitely want to do a show still. I'm not sure how we want to do this. He, He said simply, let's just keep it the preview, man. Let's just keep doing what we've been doing, but we're going to start previewing the offseason. That's something I think we can all get behind. I can't promise no Antonio Brown talk. Okay, I'd love to be able to come on here and say, look, we're not going to talk about it. It's big news, and it can shape the team needs in the offseason, which is going to be the main talking point that we have in this episode. So we are going to talk about it. It's going to be relative to how we're framing this whole spiel that we're going to call a podcast. And with that said, I bring in Brian Davis, uh, my co-host, and friend, how's it going, Brian? I am the masked podcaster. Ah, <laughs> uh, that you was. Know, awful. I was actually watching that last night. I was for some reason my wife wanted to watch the show. I watched it, and they're trying to guess who it is. I'm like, you know, that's Antonio Brown. I figured it out just because he was singing Bobby Brown, and he was talking about how dancing gets him in trouble. And he was cocky, even in a rhino mask. So I figured I would follow the lead, but I gave myself up way too quick. Well, then the song that he chose, it's my prerogative. I mean, talk about fitting. I mean, my goodness. I was like, geez, he picked this song (laughs) on this day. I I wonder when that was taped, because that wasn't live, was it? June, middle of June. Okay, so that had been a long time ago. So yeah, it was six months ago. 
Okay, I did not know that. I'm thinking it, so, maybe uh, that's why he skips practice. So a lot of people hippo. <laughs> and a lot of people were complaining about that on sports radio, and like, uh, no, you really can't. You can't throw that one at him. You can throw a lot of stuff that's going to stick, but that one's not going to work. That's right. just his ego. Okay, so let's get this shindig on the road, and I think we're going to start off with number 84. And if, we're, if you want to hear nothing but Antonio Brown talk, please go back to our last two episodes. You can check out my solo show, which was really short, only 11 minutes, I think. And that was where I talked about what should the Steelers do with Antonio Brown. Last night, Lance and I were on on the Standard is the Standard, and we talked predominantly about Antonio Brown. I thought that was a very good episode, so make sure you check that out. But I want to get Brian's take on Antonio Brown because I haven't heard it yet, and the whole spiel. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this. Brian, what are your thoughts? Tell me. You know what? I'm actually really conflicted about this whole thing. One makes me think that, look, um, we've gotten to the point where with social media, we're throwing all these things out there, and we're actually uh, adding fuel to the fire on social media, and they're hearing that, and we saw that with the Le'Veon Bell thing, and then it's getting worse and worse. But I keep on going back to the same thing that, I mean, this is not new, but it's just the fact that Juju Smith-Schuster won the team MVP award. We were talking last week about Ben Roethlisberger being snubbed, but the one who felt the biggest snub and possibly couldn't handle it was Antonio Brown. And he's uh, throwing balls at his quarterback on that day. So it goes back to the fact that this guy is a petulant child and he just can't handle it. And if you have to go ahead and side with one of them, you side with the fact that you just can't let the inmate run the asylum. Um, and that's exactly what would happen in this situation. I hate to part with them. I don't think that you could win a Super Bowl without Antonio Brown, but the double-edged sword shows that they haven't won a Super Bowl with Antonio Brown. And this many egos really is tough to handle. Remember the big three with the Miami Heat when LeBron James went down there with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade? And right away, those guys did not win a championship because there were so many egos. They ended up winning one, but that was a different situation. But it's the fact that there's not enough balls to go around when Antonio Brown's in there. And when Ben Roethlisberger feels he has to force the ball to him, he gets picked off. So, you know... I don't want there to be subtraction, but this looks, smells, feels like a divorce. And I think that's what's going to happen. I can see a holdout. I can see all kinds of problems. I, I'm going to give you a uh, spoiler right now. May minicamp, don't expect them. Um, so with that being said, hate to lose the talent, but when you have a headache, you go straight for the medicine cabinet and you take whatever you can to get rid of that headache and I think at this point, that's who we have to look at as far as eliminating. And I hate to say it because I love the guy and I just got his Funko Pop. So there's 15 bucks down the drain. <laughs> I, I think that, you know, and I talked a lot about this last night for those that listen to the, the standard is a standard. But um, I think with Antonio Brown, I mean, they have a decision to make in early March before his signing bonus kicks in and guarantee him guaranteed money. I think this... If they're going to make a move, I think it's going to be sooner rather than later. 
um, you know, once the new league year starts and, and things of that nature. So, uh, I don't know. I it's it, it doesn't look good right now, but I also know that uh, when things are breaking down as it happens, it always looks a little bit worse than what it is. But Mike Tomlin, you know, he put it on the face and he said all the right things. And I'm not saying that's good, bad, or indifferent, but at the same time, I also realize that, you know, when when they get him into a room, maybe things will be said that will iron themselves out. And like you said, Antonio Brown is a tremendous talent. Um, the question I have, and I'll ask you this, is can things go back to the way they were at this point? I mean, he walked out on the team, and can can he, or what would he have to do to kind of get his teammates' trust back? That's That's my concern. He doesn't care about that, and at this point, I really don't. Be honest with you, I really don't care about that because when it comes down to game day, that stuff goes out the window when they're on the field. Um, as far as I'm concerned, you know, you think that if Le'Veon Bell came back, do you think that DeCastro wouldn't block for him? I actually heard people say, like, well, those guys will let him get his butt kicked on a few plays and I'm just not block for him. No, they're not gonna do that. They're there for for one reason, and it's a ring. So I think they could get past it on the field. You know, some of those guys don't talk to each other in the locker room anyways. Um, they, I actually uh, was listening to the radio and, and talking about their locker formations and how it was set up. And the reason that James Harrison and Antonio Brown are such good friends, their lockers were very close to each other. And, and they were tight. And now they've got a common bond. It's like uh, two supervillains in a uh, in a comic book, like when the Joker and the Penguin got together to try to defeat Batman, because even though they had nothing in common, they're like, hey, we hate the same guys, so we're together. Uh, we've got to be friends, because we've got a common enemy, and that's kind of what's happening right now with uh, Debo and AB. They've got a common enemy. But so one of the things they did with that locker formation they took somebody like Joe Hayden and moved him over to be over there with Antonio Brown to be a positive force. And they took Juju and put him on the opposite side of the room. Um, but with that being said, as far as being professionals and a common goal, they can, they can definitely get past this. But it's the fact that guys like, uh, guys like the Rappaport's, and any talking head, and you and I probably add fuel to the fire too, and they're listening to it. So that's the problem. They listen to what they want to listen to. But when it's time to pick up the phone, when you're being called and answer that phone, they don't do it. It's like that girl I dated in high school and college and I got in a fight with, and it's so frustrating. You're like, hey, we need to talk about this. And they're just completely blocking you. That's exactly what. Antonio Brown is doing. This is more it, instead of 412 area code, this is more night um night okay, Beverly Hills 91210 or whatever it is. <laughs> That's what it feels like to me. It, it, I just feel like it's a, a child. I messed up that joke cuz I wasn't ready for it. Now I forget the zip code. But anyways, you you know what I'm saying? They can get past it. It just depends whether he wants to. And here's the thing. Now we have learned through the Le'Veon Bell thing, you can sit out, give up some money, but 
get get to your freedom. It's like in Shawshank Redemption when he's going through like two miles of the foulest sewer to get to freedom on the other side. They're willing to put aside a year of salary to get what they want. Now, I know he's he's in there for three years, but he's banking on the fact that if he pushes all the right buttons, they trade him. Well, he was hanging out with the perfect guy in terms of James Harrison if he knows, wants to know how to get out of town. Um, and it's Beverly Hills. And it worked. Beverly Hills 90210. I've seen like every episode. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you have. Uh, Team Dylan, not. Exactly. The, the, the reason why <laughs> I wanted to talk about Antonio Brown is because let's. When you look at that, then this is the title of this podcast, our off-season team needs. Now, we're going to talk about this at length and more specifically by position in upcoming shows. But today, I just want to kind of get a feel for where we both think, where is the most glaring need on this team? Well, I think before this week, like say last Sunday, last Thursday even, if we were to talk about this, no one would have ever thought that Antonio Brown could possibly not be in the mix starting next year. Here we are, though. And so if he's not on the team, well, wide receiver, that just got promoted on team needs. I understand you still have Juju Smith-Schuster, but my goodness, you're going to need someone else. So we're going to keep that into account. But now we're going to talk about off-season team needs, and this could be in a multitude of ways. This could be in the NFL draft, or this could be in free agency. So, Brian, before we talk about in which areas we would target them in terms of should it be a free agent signing or should it be a draft pick, what is your number one team need for the Steelers heading into 2019's offseason? For me, it's cornerback. It's always going to be that uh, that secondary that has been the problem this year, and that's what needed fixed. Um, and I'm not talking a late corner. I'm not talking a guy that is, when I say a late corner, the guy that's still around at the end of March that other teams have passed up. I'm talking about getting in the mix for a big name or a big upside guy that you have to outbid somebody for not getting them. I mean, look, you have the cap room. Don't go bargain basement. So I think a corner is a number one need in free agency, and it could be a number one need in the draft as well. And there's some really nice looking corners out there like a uh, DeAndre Baker like a Julian Love, possibly from Notre Dame. Um, there's there's other names out there, too. Um, Greedy Williams is another guy from um, – actually, Greedy Williams is another guy that I would look at in a hurry. So the talent's there. You're picking at 20. You have a better shot at getting one of those guys as well. I think you need to shore that up. Um also, inside linebacker is still a major need. This team has one, shown Ryan. that they can, can only pick one. Okay. <laughs> well, if I'm going, number, if I'm the GM, I'm fixing. I'm fixing the corner position first. So you got corner as number one. I understand that. I totally get that. I I think that's the hardest need to fill, and I think that's the most glaring when it comes down to it. You can fake it with inside linebacker a lot more than you than you can fake it with corner. Okay, I was going to go inside linebacker with my top need. Um, I just I wasn't impressed with the run defense this year. I knew it wasn't horrible, but it also wasn't great. And Ryan Chazier covered up a lot of stuff. Um, I understand that Ryan Chazier's don't grow on trees. I've said that before on, on podcasts before. And I know that this draft class isn't the best 
in regards to, you know, inside linebacker position. But free agency, there might be able to find some pieces of the puzzle. Okay, so Brian, you would have inside linebacker at two then, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, hear me out here. Uh, I know cornerbacks a need, and I definitely think that that's number two, but I'm going to go ahead. Uh, uh, we both agree. So you and I have one and two flipped. You have cornerback one, inside linebacker two. I have inside linebacker one, cornerback two. Hear me out here with my third. I, I, there's something that tells is telling me safety, and I'm not really sure why because when you think about it, I was impressed with Sean Davis this year. I thought he had a good year, his first year of free safety, and maybe it's that I'm just not sold on Terrell Edmonds, or maybe it's that I'm not sold on Morgan Burnett in the role that he filled this year because I always feel like the Steelers can have an extra safety if they have the right guy. Uh, they could always use a player that can play that heavy role, which was supposed to be Terrell Edmonds' role if Burnett didn't get hurt. But Burnett was a sub-package guy. Not saying that that should be a top priority in the draft, but I, I got to put safety in my top three. Do you think I'm nuts, or do you think that's a legitimate uh, thought there? You know, I think it is, but I actually have another position ahead of free, uh, ahead of safety because um, I am a Sean Davis guy. I definitely believe in him. Um, me, if I'm looking at number three, I'm looking offensive line because mm -hmm. it's getting a little long in the tooth. You're not going to have um, Gilbert's all but gone. And uh, the jury's out on Ramon Foster. And the reason, I mean, I have a feeling. I mean, I can almost guarantee in my gut that they're going to release him. They could bring him back at the minimum um, later in June or something like that. I mean, it doesn't mean we're going to see the end of him, but I definitely think we're on paper, we're going to see the end of him um, very early in the off season. And at that point, you're going to want to replace a unit that's getting long in the tooth because, I mean, that's not a young unit anymore. And remember one more thing, if uh, these head coaching searches with Mike Munchak, if they heat up and he departs, that's a huge free agent loss, and you need to make sure that you do, you're not going to get away with a project as much or a no-name as much as you would have with Munchak in town. So that's something to think about as well. Yeah, I, I, can, I can definitely see that. The thing is, though, for when I think about the offensive line, I think about the, the, the depth that they have at each position. So for me, a lot of this depends on the health and the progress of Gerald Hawkins and he was the former I think fourth round pick out of LSU he hurt himself um, this year in uh, OTAs I believe he tore his quadriceps was out for the year if he's a player if he's a guy they think could be a starting caliber tackle and then you just took Chuk Sakura for last year you have BJ Finney who's likely to be back um, you have Matt Filer still uh, I think that interior offensive line would be where I would target. Do you agree with that? Or are you still thinking tackle? I'm actually thinking more guard uh -huh. um, because I, because of the Ramon Foster situation, I would probably think that they might. Uh, I mean, you have, you have the tackles that you just named Filer, Okorafor, Hawkins. I mean, possibly coming back in there. I would actually think guard or maybe that, uh, Maybe that hybrid, that guard tackle, where yeah. you just uh, 
you have the kind of guy that you could throw anywhere. And we've seen guys like that with the Steelers. Um, a lot. Um, Chris Hubbard of uh, was more recent, a guy that we, we could talk about there. So, you know, I mean, I just, uh, that's one area that I think we take for granted that, uh, but that whole thing could come, come tumbling down just like that. Um, with another injury and the departure of your genius coach. Okay, so what's your fourth then? If, if you have O-line as your third, what is your fourth team need? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm with you on inside linebacker. It still needs it still needs taken care of, but I go back to my original claim how important corner is, how look, Joe Hayden's not there forever. Um you might get one se- one more season out of him. You might get a third on that contract. I think it might be tough to get a fourth. Artie Burns is definitely not a solution. Um, and, you know, Mike Hilton, as good as he is in a slot, he's not an outside shutdown corner. So, um, you know, he's a piece of the puzzle and he's very important. But you, I think you need two guys to come in and compete um maybe one rookie to learn and maybe a free agent and i know i didn't mention cody sensabaugh but i mean i think he's i think he is a fill-in piece and he is uh more of a reserve uh on that team that is uh that ended up being pressed into a starting role at the end i mean he did well but you know definitely they're still suspect yeah I'm going to go with uh, with my next team. I'm actually going to go with running back. Um, it's not that I don't love James Conner. It's not that I wasn't impressed with Jalen Samuels. I just think that the Steelers would be very wise to add a third back. I don't think Steven Ridley's coming back. I don't think Le'Veon Bell's coming back. I don't think Fitzgerald Toussaint's coming back. So they're going to have to find someone. I, I, I'm thinking maybe if you look at Conner's running style, he's a downhiller. He's got good moves, good burst. Um, Durability has been a question throughout his career. Uh, Jalen Samuels, not as fast, very good in the open field, has good hands, lacks the explosion, but still is a good solid back from what we saw in 2018. I'd like to have a guy that's kind of a good mixture of both. It might be a mid to late round draft pick. I'm not interested in too many free agent running backs. I, I feel like the wear on those tires can be a little much for me. But uh, I think that they do need to address some offensive positions, uh, especially in the draft. And I would put running back right up there at number four for me, at least right now. And let's assume that Antonio Brown is still with the Steelers for the sake of argument here, because I think we both agree that if he leaves, wide receiver might be, it might be number one. Would you agree? Well, we saw uh, Martavis Bryant leave on draft day last year, and all of a sudden, your number two pick is a, a wide receiver, and nobody really saw that coming. We you know, figured a wide receiver was going to be drafted somewhere down the line, but not that high, and that's exactly what they did. So if AB's not there, that's a glaring. Uh, that, that does change everything. So that could very well be your number two option. But now, but you got to think about this though too, Jeff, if he's not there, it's because he's traded and you've got, you have another first round draft pick this year. Yeah. Now the last time they had two first round draft picks did not work out well at all. And that was 1989. Um, 
that's the uh, the Tim Worley, um, Tom Ricketts draft. Did not. I mean, it worked out terribly for that team. But I think this is a much better scouting um, situation. All these years later, um, thirty years later, I can see them have two draft picks in the first round, and then at this point, you're you have lots of options. So you could go corner and wide receiver at number one. So that's yeah. that's something that we might even be looking at too. That's true. I would expect also a player to maybe come back. Um, you know, if they're going to trade Antonio Brown, maybe not just get picks, but actually get a proven commodity at the same time. So we'll see. Uh, what's your final team need there, Brian? Do you have any more? <laughs> you know what? I mean, all of these are, you know, I see what you're saying about the running back. I don't want to, I mean, I get it. I see what you, what you're saying about the safety. I get that too. I don't want to be redundant. Um, so I'm actually, you're going to shake your head at me because you always do this when I do it. I think, uh, you need an upgraded kicker. Well, okay. Um, all right. That's, that, that's gotta be addressed. And I mean, if you just bring somebody in as a free agent, you know, those guys fly around all the time. Um, you can get somebody decent. I know you spent the money on Chris Boswell, but you know, if it doesn't work, you, you say, all right, I lost on that one. Admit that you could admit that you made a mistake and it didn't work. I mean, I'll tell you, if I bought a shirt or I bought something that doesn't work like I thought it was going to, it's in the closet or it's in the yard sale or I'm giving it to somebody um, or it's on eBay. You know, I just, I'm not going to keep using some something, hoping it gets better just so I don't admit that I'm wrong. So at that point, if you make a mistake on something, get rid of it. Yeah. I'm going to go with a tight end as my final team need. Because Jesse James is going to hit free agency. And I know he's not going to, no one's going to pay top dollar for him. Uh, but if they don't bring him back, they are really thin at that position. We're talking Xavier Grimble could be back. Vance McDonald, I think, has one more year left on his deal. I'm not 100% sure. I'll have to check on that. Uh, they just don't have a lot of depth there. Uh, another position is is wide receiver, even if Antonio Brown is coming back. Because Eli Rogers is a player that is going to be a free agent after this season or now in the offseason. Um, Ryan Switzer, although Dip who played well, is not necessarily the guy. Uh, James Washington had growing pains. We know what Juju brings to the table, but adding to that stable of receivers is never a bad idea, in my opinion. And then let's not also forget Edge Pass Rusher. That should be up there as well. Bud Dupree, they might. Takeaways, fifth-year option. I doubt they do, but still, you only have Anthony Chicolo and you have Ola Daini, and they did sign back um, Keon Adams as well. Uh, these are guys that you know. If you find a free agent that's a that can rush the passer, you pull the trigger, get after the quarterback even more than you already do. Compliment TJ on the other side. So, I think that it's safe to say that we could all somehow, some way, find a way to navigate our way through Steelers team needs. But I don't think there's many positions where I say, yeah, I don't think they need help there. Uh, the few that I would would be defensive line. I think they're solid. You can look for some depth players like Tyson Alawalu, possibly um, quarterback. I think they're fine there as well. 
Um, that's it. <laughs> Can you think of anything else, Brian? A, a position where they don't need help? Uh, actually, I. No, you know what? I I'm kind of um, thinking that tight end is not a glaring need right now. I did not realize this until you brought it up, but I just looked up Vance McDonald's contract. Do you realize he's not a free agent until 2022? Really, I didn't know that. They uh, restructured him last August. Oh, okay. Um, which. I, I wasn't aware of, but he's around because now I'd like you to go back a few months when you chastised me for buying the Vance McDonald jersey because he wasn't going to be around, and you you harshed my buzz when I was so excited about <laughs> getting that eighty nine. Um, but uh, so yeah, he's actually going to be around. I know he gets injured. I thought he had a, a healthier season this year. Yep. Um, I don't think anybody's complaining about him. I think Jesse Jesse James could come back very cheap. And by the way, Jesse James with a Kardashian comment has become one of my favorite players just for that. <laughs> I I thought that was absolutely fantastic. Um, you know what? I wide receiver, I agree with you too. Um, I think uh, if we're looking ahead and we're previewing 2019, I think Ryan Switzer gets a bigger role. Um, uh, I don't see a guy like Eli Rogers coming back. I think they are actually going to look for going that six, three range, try to get a big man at wide receiver and, uh, you know, a field spreader like they had with uh, a sober Martavis Bryant, which wasn't very often at all. But um, I think they'd like to get somebody like that as well. Um, I see what you're saying on edge. I mean, you know, you could always fix something, but uh, I was not really down on this team on Sunday night as much when I thought um, Antonio Brown was just uh, was injured. When I had no, I mean, ignorance is bliss. I had no clue that this stuff was happening. And now if we're previewing next season. I'm thinking about an offensive line getting getting older i'm thinking of uh the possibility of losing some guys here and there and i'm thinking gosh we always talk about the window jeff and that window closing because of ben roethlisberger well the window's closing in other places so they have to go ahead and clean it up um running backs i you can find a good free agent running back to come in as your replacement your third down back um I don't think they're looking for anybody to replace James Conner as right now. And I think they actually like Jalen Samuels and what they were doing in that game when they had them both on the field at the same time, and they platooned them more was not a disaster. Um, they got a lot of receiving yards out of both of those guys. They got over a hundred receiving yards and they, uh, they had a pretty good game with not a lot of carries at the running back position. So um, you can't fix everything, but uh, I think it's those glaring needs that we've talked about for the last couple of years, corner inside linebacker, um, quite possibly wide receiver is what we're looking at and the offensive line. Yes. And so as the off season continues to drag on at this point for the Steelers, we will be back obviously every week to talk about, one position in particular, we're going to break down the depth chart. We're going to talk about 
Um, maybe some news that breaks. Uh, they could sign someone. They could re-sign someone. Uh, they're already starting to do some of that stuff with uh, the reserve contracts and, and things of that nature. Their off-season, 90-man off-season roster is starting to get filled out. So we'll be talking about that as we go throughout this. Now, we do have some big games coming up, and that's the wild card weekend. This is one of my favorite my favorite weekends in the NFL. I doubt that the divisional round is my absolute favorite. Um, I love wildcard weekend because it's when you get those crazy six seeds in there and you never know when they can make some noise a la the 2005 Steelers. So Brian, you have the spreads there for us. Let's do some picks. Let's pick some games. Let's pick some winners. Um, go ahead, read off the game. Tell me what the point spread is. I'll tell you who I think is going to win straight up and against the spread. Okay, so the very first game that we're looking at this weekend will be the very hot Indianapolis Colts, a team that started off 1-5 and five against the Houston Texans. The uh, point spread right now with the home team is only 1.5. Mm. So it's the Texans minus 1.5 against a hot offensive team with the, in the Colts. Hmm. Do you know off the top of your head what their regular season record was facing one another in the AFC South. I'm sorry, Jeff. I had a, oh, okay. I had a problem with, with that. <laughs> what was that? I said, do you know what their record was against one another in the AFC South? They played twice, obviously. Uh, once again, I think I'm having problems on my end. Oh, hearing boy. you. I okay. do apologize. No, we'll figure it out. So for those that can hear us, um, let's talk about this spread one and a half points. That's, that's a sucker's bet in my opinion. Um, but I'm going to take the points and I'm going to take the Colts. So, uh, Brian, can you hear me yet? Uh, you're still on mute there, Brian. You muted yourself. You're taking the Colts, Jeff. I like that. Um, I really, uh, down the stretch, I didn't think the uh, the Texans looked as exciting as they did during that big winning streak. So I'm going with a hot hand. I'm going with the redemption year of, uh, of Andrew Luck. And uh, I'm looking at the magic of Mike Mitchell on that defense. Oh, <laughs> I can't God. even do that with a straight face. But, um, you know, I, I'm looking at the Colts to go on the road. Um, against a division foe that they have beaten before and go ahead and win that game. Okay, yeah, I, like I said, I'll take the Colts straight up and I'll take them getting points. What's the next game on the docket? So we have the uh, Seattle Seahawks, which very strange team. Um, they don't have the defense that they used to. Going to Dallas and playing the Cowboys, who for me a team that backed into the division with all of the injury problems in Washington and just the crazy year with the Philadelphia Eagles. So this is two teams that uh, these might be the two worst teams in the playoffs going against each other at this uh, four or five spot. So it is minus two. The Cowboys are favored. And for a home team, that's basically, you know, you're at pick land. Yeah. At that point. Minus two, huh? huh? Well, I like Seattle's running game. That's how they move the football, and Russell Wilson rarely makes mistakes. I, I think that I just feel like both of these teams are coming into the playoffs on different levels. I feel like the Seattle Seahawks are playing better. The Dallas Cowboys were just kind of treading water when they reached the playoffs. They had kind of 
peaked at that crescendo earlier when they beat the Saints, and then they've kind of slowly come down to earth afterwards. I am going to – this might surprise me. I'm going to take the Seahawks getting the points and straight up. So that's two straight road victors that I'm predicting in this wild card weekend. I have the Colts so, going on the of the Colts going on the road. Or did you say that the you did say the Dallas Cowboys are giving points, right? Yes, the Cowboys are favored at home by two. Yeah, I'll take the road dogs both straight up and against the spread in both games on Saturday. What do you think? Well, I think you're messing so much with Texas um, right now. You're messing with Texas, Jeff. Um, I'm I'm looking at the Cowboys. Uh, when it comes down to it, I think uh, I think Zeke Elliott is going to control this game. I don't really see them getting much farther than winning this game. Um, it'll be a fun game to watch because, like I said, they're not the two best teams. In the playoffs, in fact, I think they're the two worst, like I mentioned before. But I, I'm I'm interested in this matchup, and I just think Dallas. And I it it pains me to pick Dallas in any era, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. Dallas Cowboys. I can't go against Texas twice. Okay, so what about Sunday? I know that's the game I'm looking forward to. So the next game is the one that you're definitely looking forward to. I think yep. everybody is. Yep. And that that is the Los Angeles Chargers against the Baltimore Ravens. And you know, I got a message from the Ravens today. There's actually tickets available for this game. Believe yeah. it or not. And that you you and I being Marylanders right now, we uh that's just the one difference that we always talk about um about Steeler fans and Raven fans. And yes, I mean you could very easily uh, call the Baltimore Raven ticket office and go ahead and get tickets for this game. Um, it is a two and a half point spread, and the Ravens are favored in this as the home team. So leads me to believe once again that this is a pick'em game when you typically give two and a half to three to the home team. Okay, so who do you have? Who do I have? I have the uh, Baltimore Ravens winning this game. They, for some reason, they're like the fungus that doesn't go away. They're like, you know, just when you think that you're over that stomach flu, and next thing you know, your your pants are below your ankles and you're running for your life. That's what the <laughs> Ravens remind me of. They just keep coming back, and not in a good way, like in Rocky when. Uh, when his manager, when Apollo Creed's manager kept on saying the man keeps coming back. Now this is a bad way. This is, this is just like a demon that you just can't exercise. And for some reason, the Ravens aren't going away and everybody, I don't know if the rest of the country feels this way, but I know I feel this way. I want them to lose so much that they're just going to win for that reason. Okay, so for me, this is all about two weeks ago. I think it was two weeks ago. It might have been a little bit longer when these two teams played in Los Angeles. And yeah, it was two weeks. I don't think that Phillip Rivers and the Chargers are going to play that bad again. Um, I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure if Melvin Gordon was in that game. If he wasn't, I don't think he was 100%. Um, he was just coming off his injury. You're nodding like he was in the game, so I'm assuming that's what you mean. Yes, uh, he okay. was just, it was his first game back. Okay, so for me, I like the Chargers, even if they have to go across country. They've done it before. They did it in Pittsburgh this year, and they've seen Lamar Jackson now. Everyone's got tape on Lamar Jackson, but they've seen it, and they know what to expect. 
they're not going to be surprised. I think that's one of the things that the Ravens have that a lot of teams don't, and that's even this late in the season, they have an element of surprise. You just don't know what you're going to get. And so with that said, I actually am, you know, I picked the Ravens to win in LA. I was one of the few people that did on our shows and our podcasts and stuff. I'm going to take the Chargers here, though. I think they're the more veteran team. I think they're the more talented team. And the Ravens don't scare me at M&T Bank as much anymore. Uh, the Steelers went in and won there this year. The Browns almost, well, some might say should have won there in Week 17. Heck, even the Buccaneers gave them a game in there. And so I, I don't fear that home field advantage as much anymore. I'm going to take another road team to go into Baltimore and win. I'll take the Chargers straight up and against the spread. Uh, I completely disagree with you on this. Um, I would actually guarantee um, I'll give you my Vance McDonald jersey if I'm wrong. Um, but but I, I really think that the Ravens are, are okay. Yeah, I'm not telling that. I, <laughs> let, let's the whole family can fit in my Vance McDonald. Jersey, uh, um, well, then you, you could you could have the Antonio Brown Pop Funko that I just got. Um, so uh, no, I I really think that uh, this is Hell's team right now, the Baltimore Ravens, and they'll go to that cesspool in Baltimore. Uh, they'll host this team and they'll win. And one of the other things that uh, has not been discussed for some reason why they're making this the one o'clock game when they really then this should be. Of all games, this should be the the 425 game, and it's not. And it actually ticks me off because Pittsburgh had to play them at night when they were rested. The Ravens get – it seems like the Ravens get the calls. I'm complaining. I'm being that whiny guy. <laughs> but the Ravens get that other break. They keep – the Ravens get breaks, and I don't know why. And this is another break that they got. When you look at the, a logical decision here, and the logical choice should have been Los Angeles plays the late game. Because why Why does Philly and Chicago have to be the late game? There's no reason for it. Yeah, you're right. No, I didn't think about that. No one's talking about that. That's, that's something Mad Dog Russo would talk about. I'll have to call in a show tomorrow and bring that up. So let's go to the last game, the, the cap off, the wild card weekend, the NFC matchup, 425. What's that? It is the Philadelphia Eagles with, I think, uh, you at quarterback, Jeff, um, against the Chicago Bears in Chicago. Mitch Trubisky getting his playoff debut, and they are favored by six. This is a very interesting ball game. Yeah. It's in Chicago, obviously, division winner. Uh, the Eagles have, I think, bartenders in Philadelphia playing cornerback. Um, Nick Foles is a little banged up. You say the Bears are giving six? Yeah. All right, here we go. A lot. Let's, let's put this let's put some chalk on the board. I'm gonna take the Bears to win straight up, but I'll take the Eagles getting the points. I think it's gonna be a close game. I think that the Bears will win the game. I think that uh a player like Tariq Cohen is gonna be very tough for that uh Eagles defense, even though they're playing better. 
Um, and Mitchell Trubinsky's athleticism. People forget that this guy, he's kind of like that Josh Allen type. You wouldn't think he's a runner, but he can run. I think he's going to make some plays outside the pocket. I think the Bears win. Like I said, take them straight up, but I'll take the Eagles getting six. What about you? You know what? I actually think this is more of an upset than any other picks, any of other road teams. Um, this is a possible upset. This this game actually intrigues me. You bring up a great point with uh, Cohen and Trubisky, and don't forget about that defense with uh, Khalil with Mack. Mack. Yeah. That's, that is huge. And to look what they did against contenders this year, especially the Rams, uh, they, they kept on beating good teams. I'm kind of compelled to think that uh, Alshon Jeffrey – for the Eagles could do something, but I think that team is way too banged up. Even though they they always seem to have a little bit of magic there, I'm just thinking that this is Chicago's game. Um, Chicago very easily a couple more weeks added onto the season, they could have been the number two seed. Um, that's that's how well they played at the end. I believe in this team. I don't think it's going to be as uh, I, I think it's going to be close. So, you know, if you're getting those six points and you're the Eagles, go ahead and take them. But, you know, straight up where it counts, it's Chicago. Okay, so you're taking the same as me. You're taking the uh, the Bears, but not to cover, correct? Yep. All right, that's going to be interesting. Um, I love Wild Card Weekend. It's going to make for some really interesting matchups. Um, who's going to be traveling to New England? Who's going to be going to Kansas City? It all depends on this Sunday. But I know you want to talk about something else, Brian before we wrap up this show. And that was the coaching search. There's a lot of vacancies out there and you wanted to talk about, well, we all want to talk about one potential head coach and Mike Munchak, but other people that are rumored to be searching are, are possible candidates for those jobs. Brian, go ahead and talk about that for a little bit. Right now we have eight openings. Um, and that includes the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals. So the AFC North, that's where it's, uh, most important for Steeler fans, but it's also important if you're looking at something like uh, the Green Bay Packers and the uh, Denver Broncos who are looking at interviewing Mike Munchak. In fact, Munchak is going to be in Denver tomorrow, and uh, he's also uh, been given permission to go ahead to Green Bay. Now, I, uh, I kind of think that... Uh, you know, the uh, the hot coaching pick out of New England, the guy who spurred the uh, he spurred the Colts last year. I think uh, he's really going to be the guy in Green Bay, but I can see uh, the Broncos making a play for a guy like Mike Munchak. The other guys the Broncos are looking at, though, Vic Fangio, who is going to be um, – He's actually going to be playing this weekend, so I don't know. I mean, coaching this weekend for the Bears, their defensive coordinator, he's a he's a hot pick out there too. So they might wait to talk to him. And another guy who is not coaching this weekend, but coaching next week, is Zach Taylor. He's the uh, he's a Rams assistant. In fact, he's their uh, quarterback coach, and not in he. I don't believe he's in the family line of uh, Zachary Taylor. Um, our 12th president that couldn't eat cherries. Um, but as nice little history, uh, <laughs> little dig in there, but um, so, but he's somebody that is being looked at. 
Um, the team that confuses me the most, there's two of them actually, the Cardinals bringing in a guy like Cliff Kingsbury. Um, they're also looking at, at Zach Taylor. I don't know what they're doing down there. Um, the Bengals. So the Bengals are looking at uh, two cast-offs right now. And it's Hugh Jackson and Vance Joseph. And I really think we've seen a lot of Hugh Jackson. I watched Hard Knocks this year. I wasn't impressed with Hugh. Um, he seems like a nice enough guy, but looks like the Bengals want to go ahead and hang their hat with him, who was their offensive quarter uh, coordinator just a few years ago. And they're also looking at another guy that just got fired in Vance Joseph, um, who I have a friend who is a huge Broncos fan, and he was calling for his head in week two of this season. Um, I, I watched a lot of Broncos games this year and I was just not impressed with him whatsoever. The Bengals are also going to take, take a look at uh, Zach Taylor, who is, uh, you know, he comes from Sean McVay's team um, and he's uh, in the mold. He's like a young 35 year old guy. He's been coaching for since he was in his 20s, so they might look his way. The most interesting one for me, Jeff, is the Cleveland Browns. So not very often are you going to look at a team that ended up 7-8-1 and one and crown them as having a great season, but when you cut it in half and you say this team was 5-3 and three over their last eight games with Greg Williams as their head coach, you can go ahead and uh, say that uh, – that was a successful season, especially with their last two years. Um, don't know if they're going to go in that direction with Greg Williams. In fact, there's a part of part of me that's hoping that they don't stick with Greg Williams and that he's available and a job in the Steel City opens up and Greg Williams becomes the defensive coordinator. I think that would be perfect. And I've been calling for that for the last four or five weeks. Um, but the guy that they're really looking at, there was two guys – that Dorsey, the general manager, was looking at. And the one was Mike McCarthy. He has ties because of Green Bay. And he seems to be the front runner um, in Cleveland. They're looking at their offensive coordinator, uh, Kitchens, uh, Freddie Kitchens as well. Um, but I really think that it's going to be uh, Mike McCarthy. The other guy that they had their eye on was Lincoln Riley from the University of Oklahoma. But he signed an extension with them. And he is not come, going to the pros um, for at least the next couple of years, but he's going to be uh, the it college guy that we're going to be talking about for the next few years for a head coaching job, but it's not going to be with the Browns. Um, there are other very interesting openings, but for me, those are the big ones, Jeff. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how things kind of pan out, especially within the AFC North with – not a, there's not usually a lot of turnover outside of Cleveland yet. There's even talk that John Harbaugh could get some off options. I know that Miami's interested in trying to lure him away and bring him down there. It's going to be crazy, and um, it'll be fun to watch. Tampa, Tampa Tampa's as well has talked about a trade. Tampa, Tampa's also interested in um, the head coach from Notre Dame, uh, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly, there's yeah, there's been there's some been there's some mixed some mixed uh, reactions on that. So I'm uh, not really sure what they're looking at there. Um, Tampa is another strange situation. Um, they're also looking at a guy that I like a lot, 
Um, actually, two guys I like a lot. George Edwards, who's the uh, defensive coordinator in Minnesota, and he's he's pretty tough. Um, they've had a pretty good defense the last few years. He's a guy that could possibly go to the Buccaneers. And another guy, Eric Bieniemy. If uh, you remember him from 30 years ago with the Colorado Buffaloes, um, he is the uh, offensive coordinator in Kansas City. We saw the success that they had this year um, on offense. I mean, a lot of that could be contributed to uh, the fact that you have an offensive head coach and Andy Reid, and you just have a superstar and Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, those kind of guys, but uh, they're going to be looking at the Buccaneers' job as well. No one knows what's going on with the Jets. The Jets might be looking at McCarthy. Um, they might be trying to look at Josh McDaniels, um, which I actually, like I mentioned before, I think McDaniels is going to the Packers. Um, but with eight, think about it. You've got eight openings. That is one quarter of the entire league that is are going to have new coaches next year. And so it's going to be really interesting to see how everything shakes out. And then you have guys that will be looking for coordinator positions and actually some guys that will be looking to uh, go to college as well. So uh, the hot stove is, is getting ready to heat up big time. And I'm not completely convinced that uh, Pittsburgh is not going to be looking for a coach. No, not a head coach but I think they are going to be looking for another coordinator. And uh, one of these guys that doesn't get a job might be in line to go ahead and get a job in Pittsburgh. And once again, my hope is Greg Williams. Well, we'll see how that pans out. It'll be interesting to say the least. Um, I know that we'll be here every week. Um, so now that we had this first off season edition of the Steelers preview, hopefully you as listeners can kind of gauge what to expect from this show. Um, I didn't want to talk about Antonio Brown too much. I don't think we did. We talked a lot about the Steelers offseason needs. So if you're just joining us live on YouTube, you can go back and check it out from the beginning of the show. That's where all the good stuff is. And then we go into our picks and stuff of that nature. So with that said, uh, Brian, thank you for your time. Uh, if you're listening to us on audio, Check us out on YouTube. Go to YouTube, search BTSC Steelers Radio. If you're listening or watching on YouTube, go to our audio platforms as well. Make sure you check us out on uh, iTunes, Art19, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, all those places. Type in Steelers. We should be one of the top options for you there. And we thank you all for your support. We will be back every week for uh, the Steelers preview. We're not going anywhere, folks. So enjoy it. Brian, again, thanks as always. We'll see you next week on another episode of the Steelers. Preview. Thank you. Hi, I'm Karis Fisher. I want to tell you about another podcast you should check out. It's called Recode Decode. Every week I talk to tech and media's key players about how they're changing our world. I interview tech executives like Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, political figures like Hillary Clinton, and media personalities like John Carreyou, who literally wrote the book on Theranos. Once again, the name of the show is Recode Decode, hosted by me, Kara Swisher. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. See you there. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.